This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get there. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. What's going on, Raider Nation? Coming to you for the last time after a 2019 Oakland Raiders football game. Final time, that's it. Last time as the Oakland Raiders. Of course, you know, I guess we go out in normal fashion. Getting kind of screwed by the refs. Comes out with a loss. Close game, though. A game we should have won. Of course, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But, yeah, that's it. End of the season. End of an era. We're going on to the next chapter. Uh, This is what we're dealing with now. We're at the end of 2019. We're going into 2020 with a relocation. A lot of moving parts. I guess that's kind of the theme of the season. A lot of moving parts. So, yeah, we're going to quit messing around. We're going to get into this thing. But, yeah, a little bit, I don't want to say bittersweet, but a little bit of a different vibe here on this this podcast. Uh, Feels a little different. Something's just not right. I feel like there's a lot left on the table here for us fans. Uh, I feel like a lot more could have came out of the season, but at the same time, there's a lot of building blocks. There's a lot of good things to look forward to, and I guess you could just say maybe there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, The future is bright. There's a lot of upside here to the silver and black. There's a lot of things to look forward to, Um, and that's starting basically with Vegas. The Vegas draft, the Vegas move, the first Vegas regular season game. It's going to be a change of atmosphere. It's going to be something completely different. So like I said, uh, you know, it's kind of the start of a a new chapter kind of the start of a, a new regime, the end of an era, but we're starting something different for the silver and black. We're still the Raiders. We're still the same football team, uh, but hopefully we have just a little bit of a new identity. So let's quit messing around and let's hurry up. I, I don't want to talk much about it, but l- let's talk about this last game and, and let's get it over with. Obviously, we kind of started the game off almost kind of how we have a lot of the times the last two years under the, the, the Gruden era. Started off hot, started moving the ball really well, moving down the field, and I guess, I don't know, I hate to even start this thing off. I'm just going to talk about some of the bad things of this game, where it went wrong. We've moved the ball well all off all season, not all off season, all regular season. We've moved the ball well all season. We've possessed the ball just fine all season, but for some reason we've struggled with scoring. And our quarterback, Derek Carr, I don't want to say he doesn't miss a whole lot of, a whole lot of receivers, really. Uh, for the most part, he's pretty accurate. And here, this is one ball I'm sure that he wanted back. Uh, he overthrew Hunter Renfro going to the end zone. Uh, he had a clear path to the end zone. That is for, for sure. I know this. 
a ball that he wanted back. Uh, it was very frustrating to see. And then that settled, of course, with a field goal, but ended up being a missed field goal. So a double whammy there on our part, not getting points on the board. Um, later going through, I mean, penalties killing drives. Absolutely nuts. Ingle had a touchdown. Uh, I mean, should I say first, Renfro, in my opinion, had a touchdown. They ruled it a touchdown. Apparently was enough to overturn it, even though you couldn't see the ball. Uh, then we get a short fourth and goal on the goal line. Ingle goes in for a touchdown and scores. He scores. They didn't rule it a touchdown. They went back. They couldn't see the ball, but apparently it wasn't enough, even though they couldn't see the ball. Apparently it wasn't enough, even though he could clearly see his hands crossing the plane. You could see his arms and his hands crossing the plane. It wasn't enough. So, yeah, screw you, referees, 100%. NFL officiating, screw you. This was a heck of a season. Honestly, it pissed me off. I, You know, they're, they're, I hate to even. I feel like I've pulled this card way too much. A good football team should be able to overcome the refs. A good football team should be able to overcome calls like that and still win football games. And we still had a chance to win the football game despite what the refs did to us. But here we are. Anyways, screw the refs, honestly, because it was that bad. That I mean, taking points off the board like that, uh, I mean, a blatant touchdown, easily. I mean, we scored twice. We freaking scored twice and we left with no points on the board and the Broncos had the ball. That is freaking nuts. So here we are. Thank you, referees, for a terrible officiated season. But I guess on the bright side of this game, the defense stepped up. Defense played well. I mean, so did the offense. I think the offense played really well. They moved the ball well. Um, Derek, at times, was slinging the ball down the field. I felt like we were able to really get the ball moving. Um, and the defense was, I mean, doing their part. But for some reason, we just could not finish drive. We finished drives. We could not get points on the board. I don't know what our issue was. I guess we just didn't want it enough. I guess we just didn't want this win enough. I don't know what it is. It's kind of been the theme of the season. I keep saying a lot of moving parts. Well, also, things just haven't been going right for us on the football field, and I don't know why. I wish I could tell you why. Um, Guys just are not executing. So hopefully things change. Hopefully that's, you know, not a common theme here. Um, under the Gruden coach team, but you know, hopefully we can we can step up, we can finish drives, we can get points on the board because we have everything there but points on the board, especially for the offense. Um, defense, like I said, the last few games they stepped up. Um, I like the direction that we're going, and things are looking good. And even at the end of the game, going for two. This time I'm going to finish it up, going for two guys. I thought it was a good decision. I I, I really do. Um, I really don't care that much. The season was over at that point. A win or a loss didn't matter. Go for it. Uh, we had the play. Of course, we just so happen to have Shelby Harris, who sucked enough at pass rushing to uh, not get any push and be able to sit behind the line of scrimmage and bat a ball down. Good for him, I guess. If you can't pass rush, at least you can do something right. Uh, so good for him, whatever. Uh, game was over. Great catch. Great game by Hunter Renfro, first of all. Um, absolutely great game by Hunter Renfro. So like I said, I, I don't want to talk about this game that much because it's, it's frustrating. Uh, to me, it was a garbage game the whole game pissed me off i was very frustrated like the entire freaking game so i don't want to talk about it that much i'm over it the season's over it's it's pretty much exactly how our season's gone uh we're finding ourselves in areas getting screwed by the refs if we're not getting screwed by the refs we're getting screwed by ourselves i'm not finishing drives not not putting points on the board and it's just reoccurring it's it's tiring i get tired of talking about it um but we do have some bright spots we have a lot of a lot of things like i said a lot of things to look forward to in 2020 the future's bright. Of course, 2019 didn't turn out the way we wanted it to. 
Uh, I think it's little things that we can tweak and fix and mental mindsets and everybody just kind of getting on the same page, getting a fresh start, things like that to get, you know, I guess back in the wind column a little bit more. But there was an improvement from last year. That's the main thing that we're looking at right now. Um, I mean, seven and nine isn't all that bad. I think we should have had nine or 10 wins this year, but that's beside the fact didn't happen anyways. A lot of things didn't go our way this season, but hey, it is what it is. Those were the cards that we were dealt for seven and nine. Um, but now it's onward and upward. We're going to kind of change the pace here of this podcast from here on out. I'm kind of done talking about the game. Maybe when Kenny King comes in here a little later, we'll talk about the game a little bit more. Um, I'm not taking phone calls. I apologize if you're, if you're going to sit around here and listen for your phone call. Uh, me and Kenny are going to listen to him. We'll give you a shout out. Um, if you have any discussion topics, we'll talk about it real quick. Uh, but mainly we're, we're taking this podcast. Now we're going to flip it. We're going to go into the next chapter, 2020 going into Vegas. What we're looking forward to, um, I'm going to start kind of with a weekly breakdown, not starting today. Of course, we're going to just, we're going to kind of close out the season, uh, the 2019 season, the rest of this episode, but for the off season, uh, instead of doing two shows a week, I mean, I think we've kind of fiddled off to kind of doing like one show a week lately, but we're going to do one show a week, like Saturday nights. So be able to listen to it either on Sundays, if you're missing football or your usual Monday commute, everything should be pretty relevant. Still, I'm going to start basically with like position breakdowns. Uh, I'll start maybe with the biggest position of need um, and kind of work my way down from there. I'll cover who was on the roster, uh, what I think about their, I guess, uh, stance or their, their status for 2020. And then I'll look at free agents, possibilities, upgrades, and I'll be also looking at the draft. So each position each uh, a breakdown each week on each position basically uh we'll get our we'll work our way until the 2020 free agency the 2020 draft we'll be tossing in some kenny king and real talk in there in the mix uh and, and get you guys through this off season we're, we're gonna make this if, if you stick with the raider cody podcast we're gonna make this 2020 off season kind of just zoom by before you know it we'll have some new players on this roster and we'll be uh getting ready to you know take on the new regime there in vegas so uh, yeah, real quick, I'm gonna wrap up this 2019 season, I guess, with some uh, with some awards. First, I'm gonna give, I guess, most improved. I'm gonna talk about the most improved player on this roster, and I think I'm gonna start with Darren Waller. Darren Waller was obviously a clear cut choice right now. Um, if anything, he should be bounce back player of the year for the NFL. He doesn't quite meet the guidelines. I think you the the guidelines show you're like supposed to not be on an NFL roster the year before. Uh, so Darren Waller, in my book anyways, most improved, obviously a fan favorite easily. And then I'm going to go ahead and even just include Eric Harris in this honorable mention. Uh, Eric Harris, a dude that played his way, you know, uh, he was at one point out of the league. I think he was Canadian Football League at one point. He was Saints practice squad. He was a special teamer. John Gruden trusted him to play safety last year. And this year, I mean, he's kind of solidified himself to maybe being a starting safety honestly uh if eric harris number 25 is a starting safety for us next year i I would not uh be worried about the position really at all he played well and he started laying the hammer at the end of the season so most improved darren waller and eric harris um i'd say now i want to talk about most underrated this season and even though he might not be the most underrated now but i'm gonna say hunter renfro uh a dude that a lot of player or a lot of fans were high on a great player obviously one of the fan favorites but you never really understood, I guess, how important he was to this offense until he went out with those broken ribs. When he missed those couple games, those two or three games, whatever he missed, whenever he missed those two or three games, man, the offense just kind of sputtered big time. I mean, there's times, I mean, we missed Tyrell Williams, and the offense didn't lose too much of a step. I mean, they did, but they didn't. 
when you lost Hunter Renfro, one of the most reliable options, losing Renfro or Waller, I mean, those are the two key passing options in this offense. And for this to be, you know, a, whatever, a fourth round rookie, whatever that is, to be this needed in an NFL offense is huge. So I'm going to say Hunter Renfro, most underrated on this team. Now I'm going to go with, you know, I just, you know, handpicked a few awards here. I want, I want to say coach of the year, actually. Eat some crow. I've done this already before, but Tom Cable, he stepped up. Last year I gave it to Frank Smith, and I'm going to, I'm going to give him an honor, honorable mention as well. Uh, because he's been able to turn around tight ends and made them he's made I mean like Jared Cook last year a huge option Uh, this year he turned around Darren Waller he made Foster Moreau a major part of this offense as well I'm gonna say Tom Cable just because he flipped around this whatever 52 sack season I think Derek only took maybe like 25 sacks or something this season so he cut it in half uh, did a great job he got the running game going Uh, we had a great rushing attack uh, for the most part, our pass protection was great, as well as I think our offensive scheme kind of helped in pass protection as well. Derek started reading blitzes better. Um, but yeah, Tom Cable, an honorable mention to uh, tight end coach Frank Smith. Now, Defensive Player of the Year, I think we can all agree on this. Max Crosby, congrats to Max. I'm not sure if he, had t- if he ended the season with 10 sacks or 10 and a half sacks, uh, but either way, double digit sack season. 14 or was it ooh 14 or 16 i think he might have had 16 tackles for loss and four forced fumbles that is absolutely huge another fourth round rookie to contribute i mean this entire list so far already has mike mayock handprints all over it uh it's it's getting me excited it's a great list to have we have we have a lot i mean like i said we have a bright future i mean of course we weren't able to put together everything in the win column this year but we have everything on the paper i think to make this team great now I want to say offensive player of the year, Josh Jacobs. I mean, the dude had like 74, 75 total missed tackles or something crazy. Uh, I think he he led the league in missed tackles while rushing with 69. And that's with only playing 13 games, uh, a short three games of pretty much everybody else. And I'm also going to go ahead and give him the MVP. Uh, Josh Jacobs was pretty much the powerhouse behind this offense. Uh, when he was on the field, when he played and he had over 100 rushing yards, the Raiders were three and two this season. Uh, they played well, and I'm going to go ahead and give an honorable mention, actually, because this is, in my, you know, it's the most valuable player. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and give an honorable mention to Richie Incognito because the dude came in as a free agent on like a one million dollar deal, and it ended up being like one of our best offensive linemen uh, on this team. So uh, value wise. Richie Incognito has to be in the conversation as well. Congrats to Richie Incognito on today signing a two-year, $14 million extension. So he will be in Vegas for 2020 and 2021. Uh, So hats off, Josh Jacobs, Richie Incognito. These guys are going to be around for a while in the silver and black. And, you know, this whole list, Darren Waller, Eric Harris, Hunter Renfro, Tom Cable, Frank Smith as coaches, Max Crosby, Josh Jacobs, Richie Incognito. I mean, we have a lot of guys. You know, stacking up on the offensive line, Rodney Hudson, Trent Brown, uh, you know, Gabe Jackson bouncing back off injury, Colton Miller coming in there, uh, having a bounce back year, sophomore year, uh, pretty much injury free, but I mean, greatly improving, still struggling a little bit in areas, but I mean, took a huge step forward. So, you know, it makes you feel really great. Tyrell Williams playing through injury. We're going to get him back healthy. Jonathan Abram coming back off injury. We have a lot of guys. I mean, we have like 34 players. Right now, they're going to be free agents. We have a lot of cap space, like $80 million in cap space. We have a lot of things going good for us. And the last shout-out that I want to give to wrap out the 2019 season to our quarterback, Derek Carr. Dude's taking a lot of heat this season, honestly. But um, he finished the season with 556 pass attempts, which is 14th in the NFL. 
but he also had 4,054 yards, which is eighth in the NFL. Uh, so that's a huge yardage jump for being, you know, 14th in pass attempts, but eighth in passing yards. Uh, he had the second best completion percentage in the league at 70.4%. He had the ninth best yards per attempt at 7.9 yards, 21 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Uh, he actually ended up, it was 29 sacks. I said 25 earlier and 29 sacks. I uh, finished with a 100.8 passer rating, which was 13th best in the league. Um, and he threw a total of 196 first downs, which is 11th in the NFL. So um, great. I mean, I'd say definitely an above average season uh, st- uh, statistics wise uh, for the 2019 quarterback. But where his improvement was this year was under pressure he threw five touchdowns and zero interceptions under pressure. He had an 81.7% adjusted completion percentage. Um, I think in reality, he, it was only like a 50-something percent completion percentage. Uh, that's counting drops and whatever else factors into that. But uh, an 81.7% adjusted completion percentage. So he is extremely accurate under pressure and had an 88.4 pass rating under pressure, which was sixth best in the NFL. Uh, absolutely nuts. I mean, shout out to Derek Carr. Really, I mean, he's under a lot of heat, and it's a, it's a very hot topic right now. But um, I do believe he's been playing well enough. I mean, really. There's some plays I'm sure he wants back. We've talked about it, uh, like I said at the you know beginning of the the game review that overthrow to Hunter Renfro in the end zone. Not a play I want to see. Not you know not something that he wants to see. Even I'm sure that I'm sure he's kicking himself in the butt over stuff like that. And another play that's you know uh, extremely controversial right now was him throwing away throwing the ball away on third and two. But uh, of course, that's something that needs to be looked at a little bit closer. But those are all plays. I mean, he probably had a handful of throws he wanted back this last game. I'm sure he had a handful of throws each game he wants back. And I'm sure every quarterback in the NFL has a handful of throws every game that he wants back. So, of course, you know, everybody's frustrated. Everybody's overcritical. I understand that. Um, nobody's perfect. He's making mistakes. And there's going to be nobody here to cover that up. But let's not overblow them. I mean, for the most part, really. Um, he's been great. The only improvement that I will ask out of Derek Carr is next year, I want to see a better deep ball. Not necessarily from him, but I would love to see, you know, I guess in my opinion, some more shots down the field. And that's not just on him. Uh, that's going to come with the offensive scheme. That's going to come with, I mean, really just taking chances and hopefully having a group of wide receivers that he's going to trust more, that him and John Gruden are going to trust more. So that's going to be my one main improvement that I want to see from this offense and from Derek Carr is going to be the deep ball. Um, that's really all this offense is missing besides scoring. But um, if we can open up this offense a little bit, take the top off of it, um, I think Derek Carr and the rest of these guys, I mean, we have a, we have a great list here, um, along with a, a, an improving defense. Uh, coaching staff that's going to stick around. Uh, continuity, continuity. Why can't I say continuity? Continuity. I don't know how to say that word at all. Wow. Here I am with a podcast. I don't even know how to speak English. So, yeah. Uh, we'll just we're, we're gonna we're gonna change it. We're gonna use consistency. So now that we have consistency in the coaching staff and the front office. Obviously, John Green wants to keep everybody around. Paul Gunther is going to be here. Raider Nation, whether you like it or not. He's probably going to be the defensive coordinator. Um, Frank Smith is going to be sticking around. You're going to have Edgar Bennett, wide receiver coach. Um, you're going to have you're going to have a lot of you know popular names sticking around. I'm sure Greg Olson will be sticking around as the glorified quarterback coach or offensive coordinator, whatever he is. Um, but there will be, I'm sure, some coaches' contracts being offered. There could be some some shakeups. But right now, I think John Gruden wants to keep his staff. Like I said, consistency or that other word that I can't say, whatever. 
But yeah, I mean, I, I can I can sit here all day long and tell you guys how much better things are going to be. But until things get better, until we win more games, of course, people are still going to be frustrated. People are still going to be looking for more, including me. So we're going to quit messing around. We're going to take this short break provided by Blue Wire. And when we return, joining me is going to be my buddy Kenny King Jr. Uh, we'll talk about the rest of this game a little bit, maybe wrap up the season. And we're also going to go ahead and give out some position grades and real talk later. So, yeah, like I said, we're going to take a short break and I'll be right back. Ever see an untucked button down? They look bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. With more than 50 plus fit combinations, Untuck It shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. You can find your favorite Untuck It style online or check out one of their 80 brick and mortar stores. Choose from styles like wrinkle-free button downs, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. With Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big again. And their website is so easy to use, they even have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. And we're back and joining me, my buddy, long time no talk, Kenny King Jr., man. What's going on? What up, dog? Oh, you know, same old, same old. Just wrapping out this 2019 season. That's it. It's all done. The fat lady sung. This is it. We're seven and nine. And we are turning the page. We're going to the next chapter. Kenny King, how are you feeling, man? Um, <clears throat> you know, what was a whirlwind of a season, a roller coaster ride, if you must. Um, this is kind of what I had anticipated. You know, I had I had thought prior to the season, prior to A B and everything, I said, you know, we're probably gonna be seven and nine, eight and eight, realistically. When we got A B, I said we're probably a ten and six team. Um, after AB, I said, you know, we're probably, I don't know, you know, Hopefully and playoffs, then yeah. I think that as the season progressed and, you know, when we went on that, when we went on that run, I think that a lot of people got their hopes up. I think the media, uh, portrayed this team as something that they weren't and got a lot of people's hopes up and got us thinking playoffs. And I mean, playoffs were a real possibility until the end of the season. And, yeah. you know, the fact that, we were alive until, you know, really the final minutes of week 17 is a pretty awesome feat, you know, with this team. Yeah, I feel like there was a couple games in there that we lost that were winnable. Uh, yeah. But for the most part, it seems like, you know, I'd say, uh, I don't know, maybe seven, six or seven of those losses were pretty bad losses. I, I felt like it was just like the team just either didn't show up or nothing completely was going right at all. It, it was super inconsistent was the issue. But for the most part, uh, kind of like this last game, this week 17 game against the Broncos, we played way better than the scoreboard. Um, it's oh, just yeah. one of those things, you know, a young team, a growing team had some growing pains. And that's kind of, I guess, what we dealt with. But uh, I've, I've kind of been pushing this Kenny King. 
you know, the, the future's bright. And that's kind of what we're looking at. The, this podcast is taking, I guess, a turn for the bright side. <laughs> I guess you could say. I don't know. There's a, <laughs> there, there's a lot of moving parts. You know what I mean? That's been the theme of the season. And all these moving parts includes the entire organization moving from Oakland to Las Vegas. Change of scenery. We have 34... I think players on a contract year on this roster. So, um, $80 million in cap space. We have five picks in the top 100. Uh, and what's nice is I feel like for the first time in a while, we have a team that we don't have to break down and try and rebuild. I feel like the, the, right. the main pieces that are here are main pieces. We don't have a, a player like, you know, I love Michael Crabtree, but Michael Crabtree was, you know, kind of a bad apple towards the end of the into the 2017 season and he had to get moved. Um, Marquette King, kind of a bad apple getting moved. Bruce Irvin, bad apple getting moved. <laughs> Amari Cooper, bad apple getting moved. You know, you, you, we don't have players like that right now. You know, we're, we're looking at this uh, pretty much, I mean, a young team, growing team with a bright future and all we can do now is just add talent. Antonio Brown, bad apple, got moved. Yeah, he moved himself. That was a stupid apple is what that was. I mean, dude, the, I mean, you can't make up some of the stuff that, that he does, but you're absolutely right, Cody. I think that we look at this team, we look at the potential that we have. You know, we have a very solid young core. We've got Josh Jacobs, who is one of the best running backs in the league. We've got Hunter Renfro, who is becoming one of the best slots in this league. Um, we've got Foss Moreau, who's a great young tight end. We've got Darren Waller, who's a top three tight end. And we've got Derek Carr, who's on, you know, really a team-friendly contract going into Las Vegas, and he's eager to win. He's already said that, you know, going into this year, you know, as he gets older, he wants to win. He wants, you know, these. he wants to motivate these guys. So I think that, you know, we're looking at a lot of great moving pieces, obviously, on our offense. Bringing back Incognito is huge, um, you know, and, you know, defense, there is some promise there. You know, we got Max Crosby. That guy is a freaking stud, and we also yeah. have your guy Jonathan Abram coming back. So yeah, we got a we, we got a lot of things going on, and um, I've talked to a couple guys after the season. Max Crosby, of course, is fired up. Uh, one guy on standby. You know, we have we have a lot of guys looking to re up on contracts. One guy's Daryl Worley. I've actually talked to Daryl Worley, and he said as soon as he re ups his contract, uh, the Raider Cody podcast me the first place he comes to to talk about it. Um, so hopefully, I mean, if if that's uh, if God's willing, and he comes back and he can make things work in the silver and black, uh, I'm all for it. But hopefully, you know, I guess he had a good couple years to his career, and it was good to see um, a player like him because there, you know, there's a short stretch for a while where I mean, you know, back in the day, you know, you, you look back in history, you look in the 70s, you look in the 80s, um, it was a time where players could come to the Raiders and kind of you know flip their life around. It's kind of where you could, you know, resurrect not just your career, but your life outside of football. But then there was a stretch now recently where it just seemed like, you know, the Raiders franchise was where players came to not die, but, you know, it definitely wasn't helping their career out. You know, it really wasn't. If anything, it was just, you know, uh, uh, adding water to a sinking ship. But, you know, as of recent, you got guys like Richie Incognito who were able to flip their careers around. And even guys like Daryl Worley, who was able to come around and, uh, you know, resurrect his career, hopefully go on to, if not resign with us, um, you know, sign a decent contract for a team, has a family. And I mean, Dar- Darren Waller, I mean, we have a lot of great examples. So Eric Harris. Um, Eric Harris, exactly. It's been, it's been a great year for us, not just 
as you know a, a building franchise, but I guess um, a, fo- a a foundational franchise, a, a, a team that has just a good solid core of of values and you know I guess good locker room morals. So um, I'm I'm excited for this. This is this is good. Yeah, I think it's a it's a breath of fresh air, and I think that every year that we always look in and say you know the future is bright for the team, but it's always because we are adding you know, big name free agents. I think that this is one of those years where we can look at our team. We can look at our roster and say, you know what? This roster is bright. This future of the roster is bright. These guys that we have on this team, these guys that are building this foundation, these guys that are going to be going to Vegas, it gives us hope. It gives us hope for something more than, you know, four and 12, more than seven and nine. These are guys that want to win. These are guys that are coming from championship pedigrees. These are guys that know how to win and that are going to win. Exactly. Kenny King, you had an idea earlier to close out this episode of Real Talk. Uh, a little bit different. We're going to go ahead and actually, um, I want to I want to fire this sucker up, man, and uh, close this thing out with some, I guess, player positional grades um, and how this team overall into the season, man. You ready? Absolutely. I'm mic'd up. I'm mic'd up. I'm mic'd up. I'm mic'd up. <laughs> what up, Khalil Farrell? <laughs> what up, dog? <laughs> man, we getting the real talk in before the new year even hits. This is it, man. Last real talk of 2019. This is the last real talk of 2019. Ain't that something? Hey, the next the- real talk of 2020 is going to be on the premium. <laughs> you have to pay 10.99 just to hear some real thoughts <laughs> from the king. Oh man! No, nah, I'm just kidding. kidding but I will charge you five dollars for a picture. Hey, plus taxes, plus taxes, shipping and handling, and uh, finder's fee. But yeah, only while we're here still in California. As soon as we go to Las Vegas, we'll wipe out the taxes for you. Oh, taxes are gone fair. once you get to Vegas. But I'll probably raise the price on you and put a luxury tax on there. <laughs> <laughs> Got to pay for that stadium somehow, right? Absolutely. Thank you, Mark Davis. <laughs> Kenny King, man. Uh, end of the year. This is, I guess, you know, kind of the 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 end of a regime. This is the the Oakland Raiders. This is it. Uh, grading grading the Oakland Raiders, the 2019 Oakland Raiders. We're gonna go ahead and uh, this is like elementary school here. When we're gonna start. Uh, we'll start on the tail end, man. Uh, let's look at look at punter. Punter, if you were to give this a grade, man, how did punter do? I give AJ Cole an A. I give AJ Cole an A as well, man. Um, improvement AJ from Cole was solid, Johnny man. Cassidy. Improvement from Johnny Townsend, man. And, Holy crap! He came on strong at the end of the year too. He was, yeah, dude. I mean, Johnny Townsend was an F. AJ Cole is easily an A. I mean, it's like going from, you know dating a one to suddenly jumping into bed with a 10 and not knowing what to do with it. <laughs> so it was like from my ex to my wife. Hey, honey. I'm listening. <laughs> um, so moving on to kicker. Oof, man. You know what? He started out pretty well. Um, 
had some issues midseason, kind of came back towards the end of the season, had some more issues. I'm going to give Daniel Carlson a C. I think if I was to look at the whole season as a whole, I'd give him a C, Kenny King. But if I'm going to give him a grade right now, uh, going into the next season, I'm giving Daniel Carlson a big D. Um, I, I think I think it's maybe time to hopefully exercise some other kicker options and bring in some competition. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, you know, yesterday's game would have been one with three, right? Rough. I like Daniel Carlson, but unfortunately, wasn't able to kick out of kick out of a slump. Yeah. Um, going up from there, I'll start working my way through the defense. Looking at the safety position, how do you think the safeties and, uh, you know, I guess the tail end of the secondary played? <sighs> That's a tough one. Um, I think that, you know, I'll, I'll take into consideration injuries. Um, you have to, actually. But I'm going to have to give I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give safeties probably a D. Yeah. Uh, w- with the rotation at the end of the year, not the best. Um yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same wheelhouse as you. Looking at the secondary as a whole, adding uh, I, let's let's look at corners, man. Uh, Trayvon Mullen, Daryl Worley, uh, Lamarcus Joyner. How do you think? Uh, how do you think they covered up the rest of it? You know, I think our corners uh, after um, after trades uh, were kind of a brighter spot of the defense. Uh, I'd give corners maybe a B minus C plus. Yeah, I think they played well too. Uh, especially Trayvon Mullen being a big bright spot on that defense. Oh, Mullen was huge. I give Mullen an A. Hey, let's get it. Um, linebackers. Linebackers on this defense, man. What do you think? Uh, can we go individual? or? <laughs> nah. um, no. But, you know, honestly, I, I think that <clears throat> beginning of the year, um, our linebacking core was pretty good. Uh, I, I would say we were probably about a B. Uh, I'd say after perfect suspension, um, you know, we, we had some issues at linebacker. I think that fell to a C-. minus. I think that, you know, it points it was a d i think that with will compton stepping in and becoming the signal caller it, it raised the the level of defense i think we put d i put i think we put the linebackers at a c plus yeah i think I, i'm gonna go a little lower i think i'd give them a d as well but i will say i, I like where you're going with the will compton uh, that's maybe where i'd put him at maybe like a c as well but you know who will compton remind me of stepping in like this was like a navarro bowman yeah kind of same or a perry riley kind of the same effect um, linebackers, safeties, kind of the whole center of the defense is kind of where we struggled, obviously. Um, now looking at where we struggled big time last year, 13 sacks, 13 sacks, 13 sacks. That's all the defensive line told themselves all year long. They, they even said it at practice. They'd be shouting out 13 sacks as motivation. So now looking at the defensive line now as a whole, um, defensive ends, everything, the, the, the rush defense. How do you think they did? A minus. A big improvement, right? They had huge improvement. Mad Max Crosby, Cleveland Farrell with almost five sacks. Uh, Benson Mayo with seven sacks. I mean, these guys came to get it. You know, Josh Morrow even coming up big. Uh, I think that this defense was vastly improved on the defensive line, and that's huge credit to Brenson Buckner. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride with you on that one too. Uh, Max Crosby being the bright spot in that one. Now jumping over to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, let's look at wide receivers. Mm. Tyrell um, Williams. We had a rotation. Of are Ryan we grading Grant Antonio in Brown there. on this? Uh, Antonio Brown is not a NFL wide receiver, Kenny King Jr. Okay, I'm just making sure because that that's an F, and I don't want him <laughs> to throw off the curve. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, he's, he's not an NFL wide receiver. So uh, I say based we, off the curve. Obviously, uh, I think that with you know the great play of Hunter Renfro and a. 
you know, the the miscommunication on not miscommunication, but the injuries, um, the revolving door that we had at receiver, I would give it about a C. I'd agree. I could maybe take a step down at times, depending yeah. on uh, just kind of, I guess, dependent on our situation. But I will say the two pieces moving forward to add to this uh, wide receiver group. Um, I, I could probably agree with you. C, maybe a D. I'm just lacking a wide receiver one, and we're lacking some wide receiver depth. Uh, yeah. We didn't really have anybody that we could call up on. And well, and we didn't have on. anybody that had continuity with Carr. I mean, I think the only guy that had actually been out there throwing with Carr was Renfro. I mean, well, the we had freaking eight men, but he for some reason couldn't get out there, and I don't know why he wasn't really able to catch the ball. I mean, yeah. he was kind of there. He was kind of made, he was available. Um, he kind of had it, but it's just I'm just like man, like. Just some of those concentration drops. I'm just like, man. Um, and I, I was a little disappointed, too. Uh, I felt like Carr and Renfro had some good, uh, I guess, connections going on there for a while. But that early overthrow, I'm just like, man. Uh, I hate yeah, seeing that, that kind stung, of stuff. Not going to lie uh, to you. That one hurt, man, big time. Because it was um, wide open. I think that, you know, Carr put a little too much touch on it. Yeah. And, uh you know, it is what it is. It you know, it was what it was. But I think that these guys are going to build some good chem- chemistry coming going forward. Yeah, agree. Now moving over to tight ends. <laughs> a plus. Uh, a plus. Okay. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, all three of them. You know, Waller, Carrier, Amaro. These guys block. They catch. Uh, they do everything that you ask them to do. Waller is. Like I said, a top three tight end. Uh, Carrier was a guy that I thought maybe wouldn't make this roster, but the dude has been solid. And Moreau has been a pleasant surprise on the the offense. So, yeah, A+. Yeah, Derek likes Carrier as well. So, um, now moving into, let's do running backs. Running backs, Obviously, Josh Jacobs, A+. Plus. Yep. The rest of the backfield, how did that even out? What do you give the, the running backs as a whole? You know what? rest of the backfield, I, I give them an A. I think that, yeah. you know, Richard caught the balls that were thrown to him. I think that Washington filled in great when when need to be. Uh, and Jacobs played with a fractured shoulder all season. So, I mean, A-plus all around. I give, I give them an A overall. Um, you know, I have no complaints with the running back core. And, you know, I think that it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting situation because I think that, you know, DeAndre Washington is going to be a guy that, you know, may get swooped up by another team. Yeah, no, I can definitely see that because he kind of proved to be somewhat of an all around running back. Um, yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and include Alec Ingold into that mix as a an A because, yeah, exactly. Dude was just absolutely killing it. Now, a uh, couple last position groups here. Um, offensive line. Offensive line, I'm going to give them a B plus. I think that the reason I give them a B plus and not an A is solely based on the fact that there were a few games in there with Trent Brown not in there uh, that we struggled at times. Um, I think that injuries hurt the offensive line a little bit, but they definitely protected Carr significantly better than they did last season. Uh, Richie Cognito was a beast. Rodney Hudson was always a monster. Gabe Jackson, uh, you could tell he was playing hurt at times, but he still played well. Uh, Colton Miller was really significantly improved. And Trent Bound is a freaking monster. I think that, you know, the games that 
we saw Brandon Parker in there is where we saw some issues. Uh, but David Sharp played a little bit better. He did get beat underneath by Von Miller, but that's Von Miller. I mean, the guy's a future yeah. Hall of Famer. So I think that there's a lot to to still improve on. Um, you know, we're bringing Richie back. I'm going to go with a B. Yeah. Now, factoring injuries into stuff like this, I don't want to say, I'm going to say, I mean, injuries is going to hurt our grades just like it did with safety. Um, but at the same breath, I want to say, uh, it didn't really hurt him because I felt like, I mean, injuries affected us. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I felt like our next guy up mentality actually bounced around this team pretty well. Uh, you see guys like Daryl Worley stepping in at safety. Uh, you see guys like, I mean, Curtis Riley has seen some better days. Uh, but he went in there and, I mean, had his games where he played all right. Um, you see guys like Keyshawn Nixon coming in there. Uh, playing some ball. You've seen guys like Nevin Lawson going out there, matching up against wide receivers, playing some ball. Uh, just like you're talking about Derek Carrier. Whenever Foster Moreau went down, Derek Carrier went in there, played some ball. Um, we had some str- we, we struggled a little bit with um, some of our wide receiver depth, um, but then you also uh, see guys like DeAndre Washington coming in, kind of proving he can maybe be a full-time running back. Um, and guys like even Denzel Good, a guy that's an upcoming free agent came in, stepped up whenever Richie Incognito was out, whenever Gabe Jackson was out, and played well. So uh, injuries, of course, are factoring into our grades because I like to see the position group as a whole stay healthy and play well. But um, I feel like, in a way, we did all right, and that kind of comes down to coaching. Uh, Mm -hmm. I feel like the coaching was pretty consistent, especially on Tom Cable's end. He had a lot of rotating players. Uh, Frank Smith, tight end coach, always has been good when numbers are called upon. Um, but now the last position that we're leaving here is quarterback. Probably the most controversial position, of course, because, um, I don't know, maybe some people need a scapegoat. Maybe <laughs> some people just need to, I don't know, I don't know what it is. You know, I don't really know uh, the conversation here because all around, I feel like we've had a lot of struggles around this team. But uh, number four, like we've talked about in weeks, week in and week out, has some throws and I'm sure he wants back. He doesn't hasn't played a perfect game, um, but he hasn't necessarily had the perfect team around him setting him up for the best success. Mm-hmm. So leaving this down to quarterback, what do you give him as a grade? A plus. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, honestly, I think that you know, let's look at it, everything as a whole. You know, uh, with the receiver situation, um, the defensive situation. Obviously, there was a few games that you know we could have had gone our way that we got beat defensively. Um, there's a few games that, that went, that could have gone our way. Had we had some catches, there's a few games that could have gone our way. Had, you know, Derek made some throws. Yeah. Uh, I think that Derek is doing the right things. I think he's doing what, what John wants him to do. Uh, I think that he just needs to further improve on it. I think that, you know, um, extending some of these plays, you know, not being so quick to throw the ball away, making you know making these moves uh trying to run doing something different but i think all in all i think our quarterback did a pretty good job this year i'm gonna give him a b minus okay i'm gonna i'm gonna stick in the b column as well now i I got a question now you kind of posed a question on me here and that's um the the throwaway thing is it just me or why did that throwaway thing seem to kind of pop up a little bit more and I mean, honestly, I mean, you look at the quarterback stats and he's pretty average whenever it comes to throwing the ball away. But in the same breath, it's kind of like sometimes, man, I don't know. Does it come a little early every once in a while? And why does it seem like that came along with John Gruden? 
you know, and, and that's one of the things. Remember, if you listen to Gruden talk, he wants he wants his quarterback to be smart. He wants him to play. He wants him to play the ball. If, if you don't, he's even said, if you don't see the play, throw it away. So I think that that's where it is. And I think that, you know, that may be something that if John brings somebody in, that he may be able to say, you know, maybe we can extend this play. Maybe we can make another move. I think that's the conservativeness uh, that Gruden brings. But I think that, you know, this is obviously something that Derek has just started doing. I don't think that Derek wants to throw the ball away. I think Derek is a competitor. Obviously, he wants to win. And, you know, everybody wants to see that. So, uh, it would be very interesting to see what happens within, you know, with within these next couple of years. And last year, I felt like his biggest need for improvement was under pressure um, when he's getting blitzed, when everything was going on. I felt like that's been improved. Um, I feel like his efficiency has gone way up. The passing attempts have gone way down. Passing yards have gone up. Um, I feel like things are trending upwards. And when Derek and John see a need uh, for our quarterback to do things better, they're able to improve that. So I'm interested to see, and I think that th- this is a huge opportunity now to polish up what we want. And that's, I think, maybe just for some more shots downfield, bring in some more weapons and try and take the top off this offense a little bit. So uh, th- that's going to be obviously the biggest need this offseason as, you know, what what it was last year. Um, obviously, his, he was a great deep ball passer last year, um, had a few better options, but um yeah, I think I think this year, uh, you know, the cards are set. We know what we want, and I think Derek and John can get it done. Just give them the time and, and give them a few pieces. Mike Mayock will step in there, man, and uh, get you what you need, man. I agree. I think that there's a lot to be excited about going forward, and, you know, I'm looking forward to next year and the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, man, Kenny King. That's gonna that's that's what we're going to do to close this thing out, man. Uh, do you have a message, man, to, to end this era in Oakland? and open this thing up as the 2020 Las Vegas Raiders. Absolutely. I think that, you know, this era was amazing. From 1995 to 2019, we had we had seen our team, you know, go through ups and downs. We've seen a tuck rule. We've seen us go to a Super Bowl, get blown out by John Gruden, get John Gruden back. We've seen, you know, the best passer since Ken Stabler, ratings-wise, uh, I think that, you know, obviously, whereas this team isn't where anybody wants it to be, it's somewhere where we can get in the idea of where we'd like to be. And as we venture forward into the next decade and the further decades, we can get excited about this team and what this team is doing and the trajectory of where we're going. And I'm fired up. And I think that as we as we go into the draft and as we go through the offseason, as we go through free agency, things are only going to get better. And I think there's a lot of hope for Raider Nation. I think that this is the first year where we can actually say this could be a playoff year. So that's going to do it for this week. That's actually going to do it now for the 2019 season. Shout out to everybody that's been tuning in this entire season. It's been a roller coaster ride. Uh, shout out to those that have, you know, jumped in, in in the middle of the season. Shout out to those that have been listening since day one. Uh, this is the first full season for the Raider Cody podcast. Super excited. Super excited now for the jump over now to Las Vegas for the 2020 regime. Uh, things are getting pumped up. And I'm looking forward now to the off-season program. If you guys haven't been listening through the off-season program, welcome. 
this will be your first ride, I guess. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Hope hope we can get you through your offseason as quick as possible, uh, as enjoyable as possible. We're going to pump out as much Raiders content as we possibly can. So, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoy this season. I'm a little underwhelming. Seven and nine Oakland Raiders. Uh, not the best, but like I said, the future is bright. We're moving on, moving forward. Things are looking good. Mike Mayock and John Gruden have this ship right, uh, and we're going to be here for it. So, uh, Raider Nation, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week. See ya.